Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Two Track Audio. Uh, my name is Nick Martin. I'm a lifelong uh, music lover, as as many of you out there are. And uh, we're going to do something a little different today. Charles is not with us. Uh, he's not with me either. Uh, of course, he lives in Boston. I live here in Kansas City. Uh, so we record remotely. Uh, but I just thought today I would kind of do my own thing. You know, it's going to be a shorter episode. Uh, we're always looking for ways to, to bring you guys some extra content. So I just thought I would go solo today while he's got some other things going on and uh, just give you some of my thoughts. So uh, we're going to go a little bit out on the deep end. Um, and what I'm going to do today, we're not going to do the, the normal two-track audio thing. Normally what we do is we pick a couple of songs and we, we talk about them. Charles with his uh, uh, musical expertise and me with my fandom, uh, filling you in with uh, anything you could possibly want to know about a couple of songs and uh, usually a lot more besides. Um, we're not going to do that today. What we're going to do is I am going to share a list I made with you guys. And that list is going to be a pretty strange list. That list is going to be five artists I should like but don't. Okay? And I guess there are a couple of things I want to share up front. Like, like why should I like these artists? And the reason I should like these artists, in my opinion, is because they, they generally fit my criteria of what I'm looking for uh, in a in a band or, or in a singer. Okay, so... For example, my favorite era of music is rock and roll from 1967 to 1976. So that would be from basically from the release of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the Beatles uh, all the way to Boston's debut album uh, in 1976. You know, that's considered by some people to be like a golden era of rock and roll with just like a lot of innovation uh, and talent and just a, a good mixture of things coming out of that era. So that's my favorite era. And like some some big bands in that era, uh, it's easy to figure out who some of my favorites might be. For instance, Pink Floyd, uh, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin. These are all bands that I, I really love and I could I could spend the rest of my life listening to them, okay? So based on on this era and and these artists that I like, you know, I'm I'm into rock and roll, I'm into blues roots, I'm into psychedelic. And in general, just like if you're a bigger band, I'm more likely to like you. I, I'm a bigger fan of people who've like hit the mark with regards to like objective quality and with regards to uh, like public opinion, I guess. So I just want to say like the artists that appear on this list aren't bad artists. On the contrary, they're here because I recognize their objective quality, even if they happen not to resonate with me. So please don't think too harshly of me if you find one of your favorite bands here. I have every respect for every single one of these musicians, even if I don't have affection for them. So uh, yeah, now that that's done, we'll, we'll kind of dive in. So number five on my list of artists I should really like, but I don't, would be Bruce Springsteen. I feel ashamed to even have him on this list. Like to many people, he's like the, he's like, part of Americana, you know, like he's right there with, with apple pie and Chevrolet and whatever. And, uh, 
and he just never did it for me. Like he, he reminds me of like John Cougar Mellencamp or, or those other kind of guys. I don't know if, I don't know what it is, but he just always seemed kind of cliche to me. I don't know. Maybe he invented the cliche and because it became so popular, that sort of ruined it for me. I, I don't know, but, but that's, that's where he is. And I'm, I'm sorry to say it. So if you like Bruce, please forgive me. And if you want to recommend a Bruce Springsteen song to try to get me into him, I'm all ears. So just let me know. Okay. Number four on this list, I'm really embarrassed to point this one out would be Bob Dylan. You know, how can you be a rock and roller and not like Bob Dylan? It definitely feels like 90% of the time somebody covers a song, they're covering a Bob Dylan song. You know, he's like possibly the most talented writer of the 20th century. You know, people have built careers off of just like singing Bob Dylan songs. It's it's incredible. And uh, I mean, there are artists like him who I, who I love. Uh, Neil Young, for example, is one of my favorite artists. Uh, but Bob, I don't know, Bob and I just don't get along. Number three, uh, we're going to go with Tom Petty. You know, um, what's amazing about Tom Petty is try listening to Free Fallen and tell me when you think that came out, if you if you don't already know. Based on the style, who it's popular with, and the radio stations that you'll find Free Fallen on, it seems to fit pretty well in that mid-'70s era that I was talking about earlier. But Free Fallen actually was released in 1989, just think about that. That was released in 1989. That's being played alongside Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, Heart. There, it's being played alongside 70s songs because those are the people who like it. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I mean, teenage girls like it. It's just like the perfect song. Um, it's it's unbelievable. Tom Petty is perhaps the most universal uh, artist from uh, the rock and roll era. Okay, moving right on, moving right along. If I seem a little awkward, I apologize for that. I'm much better when Charles is on. Anyways, number two would be Queen. Of all rock and roll subgenres, in my prideful opinion, glam rock has got to be the worst. More often than not, it just feels to me that bands from glam rock come off as eccentric, peddling phonies. But that's, that is definitely not the case with Queen. Queen were able to pull off their glamness because they owned it without forcing it. Queen are one of the few bands who, in my opinion, actually kept rock and roll alive through the 80s. I'm not a big 80s fan, uh, and that kind of might explain why I'm not a Queen fan. But then again, Queen also were were hitting their popularity just as my favorite era of music was ending. You know, Queen were becoming popular in the mid to late 70s, whereas the music I liked was mostly all recorded by then. So maybe that's maybe that's a factor why I don't like them. I don't know. But I mean, kind of there with Tom Petty, they have a lot of universal appeal. I know a lot of people who are young are still listening to them. Um, so I'm sorry. Number one on the list, though. Number one, here we go. Number one is The Who. If I were asked to produce a Mount Rushmore of 70s rock and roll bands... The Who would be on it, probably along with Led Zeppelin, The Rolling Stones, and Pink Floyd. They just, they're all so amazing. They've got a signature sound, they influence generations of new musicians, and they were even friends with members from many of my favorite bands. Like, how can I not like them? They're they're perfect, they, they fit right in with everyone else I like, and yet, I don't like them. 
if this uh, at this point, you know, I've I've listed all five for you now. If at this point you're going, wow, that wasn't very uh, cathartic. I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't really know what to tell you. That's kind of the the point of the list is that there's there's just this uh, conflict between what I should like and what I do like. Um, but I guess if there is a, some catharsis for this episode, it would be to point out that what makes music enjoyable is how much it resonates with you if it speaks to you if it makes you feel something you know it doesn't matter how good a band is or how bad a band is if it speaks to you you'll enjoy it and if it doesn't speak to you it doesn't matter how perfect it is you'll you'll never really be able to get into it and I guess that's that's kind of my situation with these bands is for whatever reason they don't really speak to me and that's nothing against how good of bands they are because they're they're incredible. These are all incredible artists. So, uh, so I guess that's kind of what we're left with at the end of the day. Um, so that's the episode. That's the episode for for right now. Charles and I will be back together again soon. Maybe we we can even get him to do uh, a solo episode at some point. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Uh, if you just want to keep up with uh, with old Nick. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Instagram, and that would be at Nick Martin MKE. Uh, you can find my blog online, nickmartinmke.weebly.com. Check it out. Check it out. Please uh, follow this podcast. Share it with your friends. Tell people about it. And we'll be back again soon with more content. This has been Two Track Audio. Peace.